Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey there, Star Wars fans, Matt of Hyperspace Hangout here, and I wanted to talk a little bit about Andor and its struggles, or perhaps lack thereof. There's been some recent information coming out from Parrot Analytics, which is a company that tracks streaming services and just how well they do looking at shows and you know the numbers and everything, because streaming numbers in the first place are kind of hit or miss. They're really sort of put out by each of the individual companies. Some companies will use certain language compared to others. So unfortunately, it's not like TV back in the day with Nielsen ratings. It's a bit sort of harder to tell just exactly how well a show is actually doing. You know, Amazon with Rings of Power uses terms like you had, you know, so many people, you know, like so many so many um, impressions on the show. Well, you know, that's different than how many people actually sat, watched. Nobody puts out things like total time watched, total streaming numbers. You know, you said, well, there were so many people that started the show, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they finished or watched or whatever. But some some of this information makes it seem like Andor isn't actually doing that well. But that's not the case. That doesn't mean the show isn't successful, you just have to sort of look at what does it mean for a show to be considered a success, right? Is it 
Does it need to be the most streamed show? Does it just need to make money? Does it need to set up the foundation and the and the framework to introduce other shows or things in the future? So I'm going to read this article here. This is by Savannah Sanders on The Direct. It says, Andor may feature a character from a familiar Star Wars story, but Lucasfilm's latest series for Disney Plus is unlike any other fans have seen on the streamer thus far. In addition to its 12-episode seasons with time jumps, Andor stands apart in that it's more for adults than kids in both its content and complexity and is not a continuation of Don, of Dave Filoni and John Favreau's ongoing Mandoverse. Instead, Andor is a product of Rogue One writer Tony Gilroy and the first production to forego the volume and stagecraft for onset locations. But even though it differs from the likes of The Book of Boba Fett and The Mandalorian, audience response to these differences have been overwhelmingly positive. In fact, many already consider Andor to be one of the best series to date. However, while Diego Luna-led series appears to be winning with fans and critics, it appears to be struggling in terms of audience demand. According to Paranalytics, data suggests that despite Andor's success with fans and critics, audience demand for the series had been significantly lower than that of other Star Wars Disney Plus series at relative points in the release, including The Book of Boba Fett. The claim on uh, the uh, Parrot's claim of how the demand for Andor is overwhelmingly lower than other Star Wars series, uh, they have a graph that I will show on YouTube and, of course, then um, for those of you listening. It has Andor significantly lower. I mean, it is basically just a flat line across the board considered compared to The Mandalorian and Boba Fett, which are much, 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 much higher. So the graph depicts extensive data on Andor, despite the series only being at its halfway mark, um, because this is where it shows where it's trending now. However, they go on to explain that the trend could change and updates will be made, you know, because the big sort of thing that's happening right now is and the reasons I think that Andor is struggling compared to that of, say, Obi-Wan and obviously the Mandalorian and then Boba Fett. First and foremost, I do think that the title doesn't necessarily help it. It's not going to be at least in season one, you know, season two, once Andor the show has sort of established itself, I think it will stand a better chance. The title Andor isn't a bad title in the terms of this is the story they're telling and, you know, that's fine. It's just hard to sort of judge it compared to the book of Boba Fett, which is a character that we've known for the past 40 years, right? Since the original trilogy, as well as Kenobi. And then you even have with that show the backing of Ewan McGregor and the Star Wars prequels and, you know, Clone Wars and everything. Whereas Cassian Andor is a relatively new character. He's only been here for you know, what, five, eight years or so. So the title itself just isn't as strong as, say, that of a Kenobi or that of a Boba Fett. Then you have sort of the rating. The rating of Andor and sort of the tone that it's setting, for starters, it's a spy thriller. It's exploring a new genre in Star Wars, right? There aren't Jedi. There's not the Force. There's not even really clones, right? It's it's sort of this gritty underworld and that's sort of what they said the Mandalorian was going to be but then we meet a Yoda like character right from the get-go and of course I think it's just incredibly hard to compare it to the Mandalorian because you could make the same argument that well the Mandalorian was a new character but the Mandalorian also launched 
with Disney Plus. So everybody that turned on Disney Plus that bought it the day it came out because they were expecting, you know, I want to watch all the Marvel movies and I want to watch DuckTales and all the cool cartoons and all the great Pixar movies like Toy Story and everything that we had watched as a kid and growing up and whatever, right there, the flagship show was The Mandalorian. And then, of course, in the first episode, you get Baby Yoda, this new character, and we immediately are tied back into the Force and Jedi, and everyone wanted to know what was going on with him. So that in itself, the genre isn't one that's going to appeal to every Star Wars fan, and of course the name. But the third one, I think, and I think just this is probably honest to God, the biggest reason why it's just not doing as well in the in the ratings in terms of how many people are watching it is the competition. A lot of the other shows came out and they were they came out at times in which they really weren't competing against other huge shows, let alone on other networks. But Andor's competing on its own network. Now, Boba Fett or excuse me, Kenobi had this a little bit with Miss Marvel as it was kind of coming out. But Andor is competing against She-Hulk on its own network. And then, of course, you have Rings of Power and House of the Dragon, as well as the start of the NFL season. Everything changes once the NFL season starts because it just commands so much weight compared to every other show that's even on television. And going forward, Andor is not only going to be, be competing uh, against you know Marvel and everything that they're doing on that side, it's going to be competing against another Star Wars show with Tales of the Jedi coming out soon. So that doesn't mean by any means that Andor isn't a success. You know, you have to begin to look at what do we define as a successful show? Is it something that, again, just sets up the framework, right? Because we know we're getting a season two. It's already greenlit. It's in production. And this whole thing was assigned to be two seasons. Is it going to be a success because it pushes Star Wars into a new genre and will lay the, fr the framework to explore other genres in Star Wars? Is it a success because it's actually much higher rated on Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes? And all the critics agree that it's arguably the second best live action show compared to you know, next to Mandalorian. It has a much higher rating than Kenobi and Boba Fett. You know, it's a more adult show too, and that causes it to not be able to be seen by as many people because, you know, I mean, there's a little bit of swearing in it and whatever, but it may just be a show that kids aren't as into, and Star Wars does best when it hits that sort of PG-13 mark, something that kids are going to want to watch as well. So it's by no means is Andor not a success whatsoever. So if you you know if you're seeing some of this data come out on Twitter and everything, I'm absolutely loving Andor. It's just not doing as well streaming compared to everything else, but I think there's a lot of factors for that and I just wanted to break down and hop on here and do this kind of quick and look at some of you know what are the reasons why. You know, if it were just a bad show, if the critics were slamming it and saying it sucks and then it's not getting good numbers in terms of streaming, okay, well then it's just a bad show. But here you have the opposite where the critics are saying, wow, this show is great and everyone's sort of universally praising it, but it's not doing as well. So that's where you kind of need to dig into the numbers. And I think it's pretty much those sort of three reasons. There's a lot of competition right now. There's also sort of just the name, right? Andor. 
okay, like who's, you know, what's that about? Oh, it's that guy from Rogue One. That's how a lot of the mainstream audience is going to sort of view it. And, you know, it's also season one. A lot of shows do much better in season two once they've sort of been out. Streaming numbers, you also have to sort of look at a lot of times people may not watch something week to week or the minute it comes out. A lot of people wait until the show is over and then you begin to look at the second wave of streaming numbers. And I think Andor is going to do a lot better in that second wave once Lord of the Rings just ended, House of the Dragon has one episode left, She-Hulk just ended. So now Andor has a little bit of time to be kind of the big show across a lot of these platforms for the next few weeks until Tales of the Jedi comes out, which will probably maybe do better streaming numbers because it's more animated and it's more towards kids. But, you know, it'll be that other second wave of Star Wars. So I just wanted to kind of take a quick look here at uh, just some of these numbers. Why is Andor struggling? It's not a bad show. It's getting good critic reviews. But I think it's just some of those some of those reasons. So with that, guys, I want to say I'm absolutely loving Andor. To me, it is my second favorite live action show next to The Mandalorian. I just absolutely love the direction they're going with this and trying and exploring new things in Star Wars. So for me, it is it is my love letter to this series. So with that, guys, as always, want to thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And remember that traveling through hyperspace ain't like dusting crops. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., as humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 